misses. Brock isn't dead. It's just sleuthing. With your host, Willie Whitebread, and Mark Audio Slave Stewart. Welcome to the Chocolate Starfish! Hot dog flaming water! Well, bitches, welcome back to another episode of Rock Isn't Dead. It's just sleeping with yours truly, Willie White Bread. And Mark Audio Slave. Man, you always take so long to say your name. O-M motherfucking G. <laughs> so we're actually recording uh, to YouTube for the first time in our show's history, so you could say shit's getting serious. <laughs> <laughs> My heart's palpitating a little bit. So, uh, this week we're going to cool, talk you're about. You're going to die on camera. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to die on camera in front of everyone. Uh, so, what we're going to talk about this week is actually, I hate to say it, I almost want to whisper it, but it's uh, my genre of music. Not my genre, my era of music. We've talked about everybody else's cool era of music. What we are you, one of them centennials? Or? Yeah, you fucking centennial. <laughs> yeah. So, we're going to talk about the. Uh, the music lull, the rock music lull, and the kind of the rock give way to pop of the late 90s and early 2000s. Good for you. Born in that era. I guess. <laughs> wow. Well, I was born in 1990, so I did get a little bit of the 90s. I mean, mm. I was pretty young. Mm. But, mm. you know, anyway. Mm. So, uh, a lot of noteworthy things. Uh, even though the music, as far as rock and roll, uh, kind of sucked. And good rock and roll kind of went underground. I don't know about that because it depends on what you were listening to during that time. Well, that's what I was saying. Like, good rock and roll kind of went underground a little bit again. Yeah, yeah. Like how the punks did after the after the eighties scene. You right. know what I mean? When the when the world when the rock and roll universe kind of gave way to the grunge era. Yeah, yeah. It kind of just all collided into one big clusterfuck. Yeah. yeah, and the same thing like the thrash metal guys from the eighties gave way a little bit to the glam rock era. Mm-hmm. Every era, I feel like every decade comes a new, you know, a new genre of music, a new style of playing, a new sound, a new a new direction that the record companies are going with. And so, yeah. This this is definitely no no exception. Yeah, there's so many subgenres in, in mm-hmm. during that time, so like, you know, you can you can listen to punk, you can listen to alternative, you can listen to the, you know, metal, you can listen to rock the, the bands, rock blues. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And then in, in those, those bigger genres, you can break them down into even finer subcategories. Like yeah. in the metal, you can go to what grindcore, yeah. hardcore, and then new metal came on the scene. And yeah. then, you know, then there was uh, the man rock. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know about all the different genres of metal, but there it's is something to be said. Too much. It's too much. Too much. There is something to be said about the metal heads because I listen to metal. Uh, I'm not a metal head, but I do listen to metal. I do listen to like Lamb of God and Kill Switch Engage and Slipknot and stuff like that. Who doesn't? Yeah, well, <laughs> probably a lot, especially in the Arkansas and Alabama regions of the world. Whoa, whoa. Oh, sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, so anyway, so I feel like there's something to be said about the metalheads, because if you'll notice, if any of you three people that listen to our show have have kind of picked up what we're putting down a little bit, the metalheads have remained constant. Through the last probably three, four decades, yeah. probably three yeah. strong three decades worth, because mm-hmm. you know <clears throat> how we talked about in the uh, the late seventies, metal started to come about, started to rise to the top. The eighties, they went underground, gave way to the glam rock scene. Mm-hmm. The nineties, they kind of went underground again and gave way to the worldwide blow up of the quote unquote grunge scene. Right. The 2000s, they went underground when they gave way to the pop explosion and the the single female artist explosion. Mm-hmm. And then now even in the 2010s, we're in 2019, we're almost out of the 2010s. But there's they've kind of gone underground again and given way to this electronic synthesized kind of EDM rock that's coming out nowadays. Don't forget Dishan. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. So anyway, so some really noteworthy things that happened in my era uh, was the invention of the MP3 player. 
Oh my God, how they sucked back to those days. They were awful. <laughs> they were real bad, but I was real excited to have one. Companies were like, oh, come to our breakfast seminar. We'll give you a free MP3 player. And then you mm. can spend all fucking day trying to figure the fucking thing out and then eventually just throw it in your fucking trash can. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, the, then, well, then the iP- Apple iPod, mm-hmm. that was like the first one that actually worked. And that's why it, it became oh, so, yeah, so that, popular. That was huge. Yeah. Yeah. That was huge, but I remember getting my first MP3 player. I was really excited because I'm sure everybody listening can can feel the pain of not maybe being able to afford an anti-skip CD player. Right. And walking to school. Mm-hmm. Mm. Walking to school and it skipped every other fucking track. And how angry try having, that made Try everyone. having a, a cassette player. Yeah, well, at least that doesn't skip too much in a Walkman. No, it just blows out tape all over the freaking place, and you got to take a pencil to, to, you know, to rewind yeah. the tape back into the But at least it doesn't cassette. skip. But we did get, with the compact disc, we did get the play and... Uh, we, you guys had a play and pause. We did get the, like, the... Uh, we can start on track, track three if we want to. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? it was such a cool thing, right? Yeah, you had to, like, in the cassettes, you had to start all the way back at track one, listen, and then fast forward, and, oh, fuck, I'm three quarters of the way through track three. Well, I got to rewind a little bit. They did, like, there was, uh, during that time, there was a smarter version of the, of the cassette player mm-hmm. where it, you can press a button and it would stop at, at the next song. Yeah. So somehow it knew. But with the MP3 player, so it's it's semi it was semi old technology and semi newer technology for the time because we didn't see we didn't see uh, MP3 players start to blow up in the U.S. until like the very late '90s. I'm talking like the '98, '99s, yeah. and the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. So it was originally a UK thing. It was invented by an inventor uh, called Kane Kramer. He was over there in the UK. It held. It was about the size of a credit card, and it was about eight megabytes or so and it could hold 3.5 minutes of audio so one so a track a <laughs> track they gotta start somewhere and it didn't it didn't hold any water somebody stole the patent from him obviously because he was a small business owner and he couldn't afford to pay like the 80 grand to secure a patent right or something like that so uh later on the listen up player was released in uh, 1996 by audio highway it held about an hour and still only 25 copies sold. And I think the reason behind that is because back then there wasn't a whole lot of digital media. There wasn't anything converted onto yeah, it. There was MP3 no reason. Format. Exactly. And there was nothing to put on because computers were as much as refrigerators are now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They were astronomically expensive back mm-hmm. in the 90s. You know, back in the Windows 95 days and the dial-up days and all that kind of shit. These piece of shit computers were going for like, what, $1,500, two grand. For these things, maybe more. Yeah, at least. Yeah, yeah, minimum. So there wasn't a whole lot of a demand for it yet. Mm-hmm. Yet. If they would have held those patents, though, that would have been something sweet. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, but so, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of demand for it. There was, like you said, there wasn't much in an MP3 format. Right. In order to, you know, to warrant the use of these MP3 players. They knew it was the wave of the future, but they didn't, mm-hmm. they didn't know how to, uh, to market it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So once again, 1997, the uh, world's first commercial MP3 player was released by a South Korean company called Shahan Information Systems, the MP Man Flow, uh, but it was also not available in the U.S. I think that was pro- probably a little bit of a propaganda thing with U.S. record companies, because maybe cause where was the where was the big music coming out then? Yeah, here in the 90s. Yeah, right here, right here. Because it was kind of kind of gave way the UK scene once again. Because we all uh, our music scenes with the UK always tend to go back and forth. So the UK mm. mu- scene music scene kind of gave way to the American music scene, and we held the market in the mid '90s. This is after a little bit after Nirvana. This is when the Foo Fighters were coming through, and you know Alice in Chains was still releasing shit. Pearl Jam was hot still. So. Uh, I don't think they wanted MP3 players over here because I think I think they knew they that was they were gonna fuck up. Yeah. And there was also no platform to load anything. Like if you think back to those times, the modern household, like we talked about, computers being so expensive, the the modern household didn't have the means to copy a CD because I don't even think disk drives on computers were writable at that point. No, they weren't. They yeah, weren't. and I don't even think uh, that was still they had 
still had floppy disk drives. That's what I mean. And hard disks. Yeah. You know. And there like, wasn't like a like a cassette player to USB no, that you could was, plug into you your You could computer. play a CD-ROM or a CD. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. was it. Yeah. And I even think like if you bought like before, we'll get into Napster and LimeWire here in a minute, but uh, I think even before then, if you bought an album, I think they had like some sort of protection on there to where you couldn't rip the media onto like digitally. I'm pretty positive. Uh, until iTunes came around. Until iTunes came around. Right. Yeah. So, uh, 1998, the first uh, U.S.-made MP3 player dropped. Uh, it was the Rio PMP 300, and it cost around, I think it was 600 bucks, $650. I think it was like two gigabytes, one, mm. one, two, something like that. But uh, like I said, the early 2000s, due to computers being largely expensive and all that, it, there wasn't a whole lot of need for it. So uh, MP3 players kind of came and left rather quickly. I remember getting one for Christmas, and I thought it was the coolest fucking thing ever. And the first, the first album that I ever put on it was uh, Green Day's American Idiot, mm. which that's a whole other topic that we'll get into here in a little bit. But I feel like that, I mean, that album just pissed me off a lot. Okay. I know I'm jumping around topics a little bit, but making that, my head spin. That album fucking pissed me off. Woo! Mm-hmm. But anyway, so as you talked about the iPod, the iPod uh, introduced October of uh, 2001 with a five gigabyte and 10 gigabyte storage option. Mm. Absolutely fantastic. That's where things took off mm-hmm. for the MP3. And that's when people were starting to download with Napster and LimeWire because iTunes wasn't available until 2003. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was Napster. Everybody was using Napster. But the problem with Napster was is that you couldn't get fast fast internet. You know, So like a lot of it, everybody was still using dial-up or DSL line. Right. And so... You know, you'd have to go to your friend's house, or if you were if you're lucky enough to have a cable modem, you know, then you could probably get like five MPS. That was like the highest. Yeah. That was like if you if you're if you're downloading a song and you're getting five MPS, you're, yeah. you were flying, flying. Oh man, it was it was pure yeah. bliss. And I remember back in those days too with LimeWire and Napster, you had to look for like the least shady of all the downloads too. <laughs> yeah. Remember that? There was yeah. like the, oh, hurry up, buy Eminem, lose yourself. It's <laughs> yeah. great. Yeah. And you fucking download the motherfucker and it's the nah-uh-uh guy from Jurassic Park <laughs> yeah. pops up on your fucking computer. And then each song would take, God, like fucking sometimes 40 minutes to, to download one song. So yeah. you'd, you'd queue up like fucking 50 songs and yeah. you'd be like, and go to turn, work. Turn your monitor off and go to work. Go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I remember Come home doing and you get shit. like three songs. What the fuck happened? Yeah, yeah. it stopped. It, it stopped like somehow. Couldn't download because yeah, server's yeah. down. Or sometimes you luck out and like you get like all your songs. And yeah. It'd be awesome. Like, sweet. Sweet. It was the same thing because uh, that was another big problem with them. And, and, and obviously for the, for the copyright infringements, but a big problem with, with those uh, person-to-person sharing sites is with the porn stuff because people were downloading illegal porn because you during those people, times. They yeah. Were? Oh, I don't remember that. Oh yeah, dude. Big, you know, you never downloaded like a porn picture that took fucking six hours to download. And you're like, Oh yeah. Cause oh, Lime, shit, I can you're thinking LimeWire. LimeWire had some stuff like that. Napster never, Napster did. never did. Never, yeah. It was just music. Yeah. Oh, you can almost see a teddy, but, uh, so yeah, Napster and so fire talk. I remember, remember that. Uh, I remember that. <laughs> so it was like, you join these like these chat rooms, but it was mm. like with with your computer microphone, and it was from all over the world. You know, you could join oh any any Lord. any topic you want to join in on. So if someone's talking about you know, you know, gay rights, you know, and you have these anti-gay people that just join the room. They're like, hey, what's up? You know, homo. You know, they'll say, they'll say whatever's on their mind, and it start just giant wars. It would just it would just be like fighting online for no reason. Isn't there still people all over like the world around? I don't know, but that was called fire talk and we used to have a fucking great time getting drunk and going on that bitch around it was like two o'clock old, in the morning. It was like a, the old like uh, Xbox like Call of Duty Modern Warfare like loading screen. Yeah, yeah but you just go in there, fuck you motherfucker. No fuck you Exactly, exactly. But mm. it wasn't just limited to video game players. It was like, you know, you had seventy five year old women in there, Oof. you know, and you had like 14 year old boys and you know, all kinds of people were in there. You know, you, you didn't know who you didn't know who you, who was listening or, or who was going to talk next. Yeesh. It was it was debauchery. It was pure mayhem. Pure mayhem. It was crazy. So so Napster uh, was on the scene from about 1991 or 1999 to July 2001, created by two uh, Shans, 
Sean mm-hmm. Fanning and Sean Parker. Sean with a W and Sean with an E-A. Now, was it true that Lars Ehrlich shut down Napster? Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, man. So what happened was with that is, you remember that song, I Disappear? Hey. Yeah, yeah. So what happened was is somebody released that song to a file sharing website and Napster got a hold of it. Before it came out? Before it was released. Uh-oh. Before the band officially released the single. Okay. And so when that happened, you know, because back in those days when people found out about Napster, they're like, holy fuck, I don't got to buy this fucking $25 CD suite. So everybody was on it. So what happened is a, a, a bunch of radio stations got a hold of it mm-hmm. around the U.S. I don't remember exactly how many or where they were, but a bunch of radio stations got they a hold of it. They started playing them. They started playing it on the radio. Son of a bitch. Yeah. And Metallica was like, what the fuck? Specifically Lars Ulrich and well, James yeah. Hadfield. Oh, yeah. Specifically Lars. But shutting down Napster wasn't going to solve the problem of illegal Mm-mm. pirating of music. This was the beginning of the end. Exactly. For, for musicians. Exactly. This was the beginning of the end. So that's, that's what happened with them. And also who jumped on board because uh, Metallica uh, filed a lawsuit against Napster. Um, and Dr. Dre did as well. They, uh, they kind of banded together and formed a lawsuit. And also A&M Records filed a lawsuit against How Napster. did Napster even think that they were going to be allowed to operate and and legally, you know? And, and and you know what? Like I still don't I still don't understand the full dynamic of that. You know what I mean? Well, like this I, is probably before like VPN blockers and all kinds oh, of yeah. ways to get around, you mm-hmm. know, the, you know, getting caught and stuff like that. Because what happened was Napster at first was free. Then they were like, oh, we can charge monthly for this. I think that's where they fucked up. And then that's where the music industry was like, no, you can't. I think that's where they fucked up. They monetized it. Exactly. Because LimeWire went through a similar scenario. They were fine until they monetized There were it. so many of them, though. There was BearShare. There was FrostWire. Yeah. I mean, they were popping up all over the BitTorrent. place. BitTorrent. Right. All that stuff. So, I mean, Pirate Bay. I mean, Pirate Bay. I remember Pirate Bay. I think that's still around. Pirate Bay was super sketchy. Why would you need to pirate anything anymore? You can pay $10 and have an Apple Music right? subscription. You have you own your own record store. Well, they do movies on that one, too. But uh, even even still, why, you can stream movies these days. Mm. Why, why would you need to download? Whatever. That's the whole other thing. Yeah, that's story. a whole other thing. But, so... When now, I guess. Th- th- thank you for bringing up that point. That's a great point. Is I guess once Napster started monetizing this, that's when the artists started feeling like they were taking money out of their pockets, which is probably true. Right. You know, uh, I would be pissed off if somebody released my single before I released it. And this is before you can actually stream music. You couldn't just listen. Yeah, to this a song. wasn't streaming. You, this was straight downloading to to right. You know, you this know, was a and, whole and new so world. All these music collectors, I think, I think ourselves included. We're like, oh, well, shit, I need to get as many of these MP3 oh, files I on it, as, I, as like I possibly can so I have yeah. them for my MP3 player. I had stacks and stacks of burned and CDs. And the music companies had no idea what to do. Like, oh, None. oh, do we have a site that has all the music that, that they could pay for? It? Yeah, it's called iTunes. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, that came out a little bit like a couple of years later. But, yeah, so the Supreme Court finally... Uh, ordered Napster to uh, remove all copyrighted material, which was all of it, yeah. thus forcing them to shut their doors in July of 2001 and eventually go bankrupt in 2002. So, womp, womp, womp. Luckily, luckily for them, they didn't go to jail. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah. That's what they would have done with them this, this you know, day and age. Right. And, and it's funny enough, man, because LimeWire... They, they, they opened up around the same time. They opened up in uh, May of 2000 by a, a fellow named Mark Gordon. Uh, and they stayed open until about 2010. Hmm. They must have had some kind of... Some kind of backdoor man kind of stuff. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? They had some guy on the inside doing his thing. <laughs> doing his coding and all his... <laughs> beep, 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 boop, beep, boop. That's a man out of funky town. So, uh, anyway, LimeWire. LimeWire was a little bit more user-friendly, I feel. I disagree. Really? That was like, LimeWire was like, oh, you can get, you can get viruses. Napster was kind of like virus-proof. Well, there wasn't many viruses back then when the computers first came out. Well, when LimeWire, you're talking about like, you know, 98, 99, 2001, there was tons of viruses. I, I mean, don't know. Everybody had to have Kaspersky or, 
you know, Nor- Norton. Norton. Yeah. Those are so. names I haven't heard in a very long time. That Kaspersky guy. Um, <laughs> there's a there's a documentary you can watch about Kaspersky on the on the internet, and uh, oh, yeah. that guy's crazy. Yeah, he did some murdering and some some murdering, some pillaging, some raping. He did some stuff. But uh, so LimeWire went through the same struggles, and they they were forced to shut their doors on October 26th, the 2010, in order to pay 105 million dollars to record companies. Because what happened with them? Uh, to my understanding, is they they had the free subscription, mm-hmm. and then they had the pay to play, right. which was twenty five bucks mm-hmm. to pay to play. And so when you pay, so what happened? It was kind of interesting because if somebody paid the twenty five dollars, they also got like all of the updates for the site. Okay, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you could get all the updates for it automatically. They would just download it, and it was like faster downloading speeds and all these different things. Those were the ones that had to shut their doors. They, they were immediately deleted, the mm. pay-to-play accounts. The free accounts, however, were never deleted. Like, if you have a computer somewhere right now with LimeWire, well, LimeWire like, 5.5. You can still probably download. Still yeah. Their, well, their servers are probably shut down. but Probably, but you can still download from whatever market they had. I guess. I guess. I mean, I, I don't think anybody would actually go try that. but they, Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah. So... Uh, moving forward from that a couple of years, it all happened in two-year increments, LimeWire and, or Napster and LimeWire and then iPods. iPods came out October in 2001. And I remember when those first came out, none of us bought them because it was like, that was fucking useless. $400. Yeah, and they were $400 for a 5 gig 10 yeah. gig thing. I was like, fuck this thing. You know, I got at this point, I got a badass CD player and a fucking stack of CDs that I downloaded off LimeWire like this big. Right. Fuck this thing. Right. You know what I mean? We're, we're playing a mp3 formatted cd in your mp3 cd player yeah it was good mine was all like made of metal and had clamps and shit and i had like a little like box for it when i was riding down the road i had a little shit little shake proof box for it i had freaking books cd books filled Mm -hmm. with them you know I don't even know what happened to all mine. They just kind of got lost over the years. Oh, yeah. I still have some of them. Yeah. A lot of my CD collection, though, I kind of just... Disintegrated over the times. I'd sold it. Mm. Yeah. What's the point? Fuck it. Yeah. But, so, it, moving forward a little bit into 2003, like we talked about when iTunes came on the scene, that was the beginning of the end for the musician and record companies. Yes. Because if you think about it, these bands would come out with these CDs, and what did you buy? Like, you heard these songs on the radio. What songs did you hear on the radio by a particular band when they released an album? Their singles. singles. Yeah. You heard their singles. Mm-hmm. Now, and that's what prompted you to go buy their CD. Right. And now, people that are that are really into music and really into the band, they're like, okay, well, I'll listen to the entire CD. Right. Right? But most people, they're not going to do that. They're going to pop that CD in there and hit track three and fucking go from there. Right. You know what I mean? They may get a frog, like a froggy wild hair up their ass and, and play the whole CD, mm-hmm. which well, is, which is kind of the reason why I loved CD players. Well, you did, you, you bought the CD and then, then mm-hmm. you listened to the entire thing, you right. know, unless yeah. you of course bought the CD single. Right. Yeah. And so that was kind of one of my favorite things. And, and my favorite things about that time <clears throat> is because me personally, I was one of the cool kids. I walked to school and I, I didn't carry a backpack cause that was uncool. So I carried my books and I had my CD player, my little clippy to my belt, which probably wasn't that cool, <laughs> but it forced me to pick out one CD for the day mm-hmm. for my walk to school and my walk home. So what did it do? It forced me to listen to the entire album because mm-hmm. it was like a 30, 45 minute walk to school. Yeah. Maybe an hour, yeah. something like that. It was a long. It was an album's worth of walk. Yeah. So maybe forty-five minutes an hour. And so I listened to the entire album. I used to skateboard to school. Uh, I was way too uncoordinated and fat for skateboarding, <laughs> my friend. Way too uncoordinated and fat for that. I started riding a bike maybe later on in life, but but what I'm saying is 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 that's not around anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When somebody hears about a band, say they go listen to Rainwolf. And by the way, if you fuckers haven't gone to listen to Rainwolf yet, you're f- so wrong. You're so wrong. But anyway, so when you when you like hear about a band and you just find these one or two popular songs, like you go to the top songs thing and you just listen yeah. to the top, you don't fucking know anything about the band. Or you scrub. You, you, mm. you know, I find myself doing that sometimes with bands. I'll, I'll put a song on. I'll, I won't even get the intro like... 
10 seconds and I'll be like scrub 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 to the middle of the song scrub, right. scrub to the end of the song next song yeah <laughs> check the chorus check the bridge fuck that exactly next. yeah exactly you know but that sucks it sucks right because you don't get to build a relationship it's cool with the at music. the same time but yeah yeah right. you, but you because well you're not you, the thing everybody's time is important to them you know I gotta get here by a certain time I gotta do this by a certain time I gotta listen to the CD in a certain amount of time I gotta listen to this song before I get to this place or, you know you just want to get things as much as you can get done in the, in the time span, you know, you don't want to waste your time on, on a song that yeah. may or may not be good. I do that with porn sometimes. Wow. Like, I'll fast forward to the middle and be like, oh, that's cool. And I'll fast forward to the end. Okay, cool. <laughs> now, we're, <laughs> now we're done. We got to the punchline. So I get it. But, like I said, there was something romantic about picking a CD. You're like, okay, Santana, Abraxas, I got it. Yeah. Pop it in the CD player. You and me, Carlos, we're together all day long. Mm-hmm. And yeah. as I was walking down on the way home, I was, oh, yeah, come over. <laughs> you know, I was <laughs> the whole way home. Now, were you doing the same thing when you bought the new Nickelback album? <laughs> I, I don't know because I never bought the Nickelback oh, here album. here we go. <laughs> I never liked Nickelback. Now, that's not to say, I don't think Nickelback's that bad of a band. Oh, I'm just using them as a... Well, no, they're a prime example because they came out in the early 2000s. Right. And they're now the top-rated, most hated band of all time. Second to uh, Five Figure Death Punch. They're no, the, I don't think. They're the nickelback of metal, though. You think? <laughs> yeah. They suck A lot of people bad. fucking hate them right now. Oh, yeah. Hey, well, you know. And you can always tell somebody that listens to, to Five Finger Death Punch. Not saying they're awful. They're great guys. I see they do a lot of I things like for a couple first of responders. Songs still. Yeah, a couple of... I like their... Um, they do a lot of covers. Which I think are cool. Yeah, well... They did Gone Away. That so was Bad good. Wolves. Bad Wolves is bad. Bad Wolves like is good, that. too. They did the, the uh, Zombies by the Cranberries. Yeah. And I thought that was pretty dope. Yeah. You know, they're not an awful band. Uh, they're just... Their following is kind of odd sometimes. Check out a song by Bad Wolves called Learn to Live. I love mm. that song. That song is killer. Killer? Killer Bees? Attack of the Killer Bees, man. Killer Bees. Speaking of anthrax, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, moving on a little bit, you've got iTunes. And, and before our tangent, what I was getting at is when a band drops an album, you go and buy that album for the singles, not for the singles, whatever you do, you have the album, right? right. You paid your 25 bucks, you went over to the mall, you had your dad or your mom drag you to FYE. And you bought that new corn album. Mm-hmm. You bought issues. You got it. And so you're forced to listen to it. We had Camelot music where I'm from. Uh, we had FYE. Um, I used to make my dad drive me to uh, Merritt Island. It was like 30 minutes away hmm. to buy my albums. And it was like a religious experience. We did it like every, whenever an album would come out, it doesn't matter. We would go do it on a Sunday because it was like 30, 45 minutes away. And so we'd go buy it and I got it. And I'd have that one album in there. And the last time I did it, the last one was American Idiot. Mm. Green Day. And mm. I bought it, popped it in, and I was like, what the fuck happened? Bebopping down the block, you know? I'm like walking <laughs> to school all excited for some new Green Day, wanting some dookie shit. Mm-hmm. Nope. They changed. They did what I hate that bands do and I love Green Day but you said that was the last time that you were able to do that that's it's the last time I kind of did that's the last time I remember have buying seen, an album have you seen that, that. that that meme that has been going around lately on uh, Facebook it says something like uh, so uh, you probably don't remember but there was a time where you and your friends played outside for the last time yeah isn't that kind of messed up like if you think about it though well, I don't know me and my friends still play outside a lot I'm talking about when you were a kid. I know what there you was, mean. and but nobody knew it. That's that's the kicker. Every, yeah. You guys play out there for the last time, and nobody knew it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. If you guys did know it, you'd be like, "Damn, this is the last time." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Let's do something cool. Yeah. That's what we usually let's do. go burn our treehouse down to the ground, bitch. Yeah, yeah. we go push <laughs> Willie Whitebread over because he's the fat kid. <laughs> God. Let's not do that again. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so iTunes. What they did, what that kind of did, is what our modern-day streaming services, as far as like Hulu, Netflix, HBO Go, all this kind of shit, what they're doing to cable companies, because they're destroying cable companies. Yeah. Because you don't have cable, right? No. I don't have cable. No. I got Netflix, Hulu. Yeah, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Video. That's, yeah. 
HBO. What else more do you need? Yeah, I got HBO because of uh, well, now these, these the movie theaters nowadays are coming out with like these plans, like for seventeen dollars a month. I think uh, AMC is one of the ones they're doing it right now. No, yeah, yeah, it's AMC uh, for seventeen dollars a month. You can go to the movies as much as you want, see whatever you want. Really, you can. Yeah, radical. Yeah, but you know, I'm not going to do that though. I hate people. Uh, well, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so what iTunes did, I don't know, we keep going on these tangents. Uh, you, you downloaded iTunes. You have this iPod now. This is before uh, iPhones. So you downloaded iTunes, and you were able, for 99 cents, you could go purchase those songs. Rather than buying a $20, $25 album, you could go buy those 99-cent singles. Single songs. And you can spend $3.00. And then you have the ability to play that song through your computer or your iPad and then hold your phone up to it on record so you have a nice sweet ringtone to go along with it. Everybody loved it because then you can make a whole playlist mm. just by buying single songs. Mm. And then you can preview these songs, right? Mm. So, yeah, and I think they, did, they just shut that down. Hmm. iTunes. You can't buy songs anymore from iTunes. Really? Yeah. I haven't logged into iTunes. I can't even tell you. That's exactly why they shut it down. Yeah. But yeah. I uh, saw the news a couple of weeks ago. There were there was a, there was a shutdown date. I think it's already happened. So that's good. I mean, iTunes it's is good, pretty but it's pointless. also the end of it was at the end of an, an era. End of an era, man. Yeah, that's it. Because that that so brought about a lot of change. Everything is all streaming mm-hmm. with the option to download for free mm-hmm. if you subscribe. So now, if you download, like say with Apple Music, if you download for free, can you keep it? Like if you unsubscribe from they, Apple Music, they won't. They probably won't let you play those songs. Ah, that's how they get. That you. makes sense because yeah. then somebody could just pay ten bucks and just spend thirty so what days I do, downloading it. What I do is I just go on Napster too, and I just <laughs> <laughs> Napster Dosekis, yeah. and just go ahead and, and just uh, go ahead and get what I want for free. Yeah, get what I want. <laughs> so another interesting. Uh, let's go to the music industry. That's a little bit of the what was going on at the time over uh, over the late '90s, early 2000s. Like some of the bigger things, more predominant things in music history. Uh, so let's talk about the bands that were coming out then. See, I think a lot of the more chill bands were kind of dominating that whole time period. Too. I would agree. But, uh, I mean, you can't, you can't rule out the metal because metal never dies. You know, never dies. You still have Pantera. Yeah. You know, until the tragedy struck. But, never um, one of my favorites. Oh, man. Dimebag was one of the reasons. I, him and David Gilmore were the reasons I picked up a guitar. Well, Dimebag was a fantastic instrumentalist, but... I don't know, man. There's something about the especially the first couple albums, you know, for yeah. me anyway. I hate I hate when a song sounds cheesy to me, like uh, like that song "Walk." Well, yeah, it all it sounds me, so cheesy. Back in those me. days, it was like that was the shit. But now you, you listen to them, but now it's like you know it sounds good, but it's, it's not like today's standard, <laughs> yeah. of course. It was so. like uh, I love Slipknot to death, man. But it was like that psychosocial song. That song drove me insane. I like psychosocial. <laughs> It sounded like an Indian dance. So then we had System of a Down in in the same toke of uh, the metal. And those guys were something no one's heard about. Well, System of a Down... When they came out on the scene, it was like, ba-bam! Yeah. They were great. They had, uh, what was it, three three studio albums in the late 90s, kind of early early 2000s-ish, they had uh, their self-titled album. It came out in 98. Which exploded. Which had, oh, it exploded. It had uh, Sugar and Spiders on it. Oh, no, 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 no. That wasn't the one I was thinking about. Oh, you're the, talking the, about Toxicity. That's the one that With Chop really, Suey, Toxicity, that really and Aerials. Put, that really put them out there, you know? Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. That, that came out a couple years later. That was a fucking great album. And they were yeah. so chaotic. It was a masterpiece. Yeah. And, and it, was, it was something new. Yeah, you know, yeah. and that's and that's why I'm so very afraid. political. You know? Very political. Which she had to, you know, take that with. Well, it. back then when I was an angsty teenager, when that came out, I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, pussy little children with their fully automatics. They like to push the weak around. Fuck yeah, <laughs> you know. But now I'm like, man, that's stupid. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but they had a great a great set. Um, their now their first album. They're self-titled uh, with Sugar and Spiders on it. That was a fantastic album. Uh, Toxicity, obviously, with Chop Suey, Toxicity, and Aerials on it. That was a, a mind-melding album. That was fantastic. Now, their next album always kind of perplexed me a little bit. Steal this album. I, I, dug I didn't it. like that I one I dug it, much. but I, I wasn't in love with it. No. Like the one prior. The, no. Both of them prior. Fuck the Systems, probably my favorite song on that album yeah. fuck the system fuck but the mesmerized system. came out and that was pretty decent that was great that yeah. was mid 2000s though i didn't i didn't 
add that in there because it was, you know, it's mid two thousand stuff. Gotcha. But uh, but so some of the other non heavy metal rock mm-hmm. bands of those days, like uh, Coldplay. I mean, <laughs> I know you 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 have a feeling about them. I I can see it's by the look on your face. That motherfucker has so much talent. <laughs> his, he's got more talent in his pinky finger than I have in my entire life. I'll take Radiohead. Yeah, I love Radiohead. I'll, I'll take Radiohead over Coldplay any day. I will. I, well, I can kind of agree with you there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But radio, they kind of fizzled out in my, in my head. They did. They did. And I don't know why. Uh, maybe because the lead singer is like a weirdo. Like literally. Not, not just in the song. Mm. But he like he... Like, he's very anti-social, almost agoraphobic. I would guess that. Yeah. Like, he used to lock himself in his hotel room until the, mm. until the show starts. And then like, somebody would come get him. And he'd be like, I can't go on right now. You know, like, he would freak out. What's, it, what's his name again? I forget. Pull that up. Kristen, my wife, loves, absolutely loves Radiohead. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I love I, them, too. But I'm telling you. She's going to listen to this and kick my ass for not remembering his name. I don't remember. Take a slight intermission. Thom York. Tom York. Old Thommy. Old Thommy. Thommy Swami. Yep. That's right. That's him. Um, so so moving. Yeah, they're they're fantastic, man. I I absolutely love Radiohead. Coldplay. That that'll. And then you had the rap rockers. You had the Lincoln Park. You had the freaking Limp Biscuit. Yeah, but Lincoln Park was fucking awesome, dude. They were they were almost too commercial for me to let my friends know that I listened to them. Almost. But tell me you can't get down to some Chester Bennington, man. Yeah, but then, I don't know, something about them. Every time they came on the radio, I'd be like, oh, my God, it's overplayed, overplayed, overplayed. Well, that's, I mean, I granted, overplayed in the radio, yes. Yeah. Talent? Oh, fucking through the roof, through the fucking roof. Of Chester course. Bennington's fucking vocals are absolutely phenomenal. But and he didn't I, but join the even band to this 99. day. A Lincoln Park comes on, I'm gonna skip it. I'm not. I mean, there's, I that, there's that one. There's a couple songs that I may or may not listen to, but for the most part, I'm not into the Lincoln. Well, Park. both of their hit albums came out in the early 2000s. Right. Hybrid Theory came out in 2000. That's the one with One Step Closer on it, Crawling, Paper Cut, In the End. And then Meteora came out not too long after that. And that was the, that was the bombshell. Yeah. That was the bombshell because that one has uh, Somewhere I Belong and Faint, Numb, From the Inside. And the one song that I feel like was the main single on that album, Breaking the Habit, that was fantastic because they had that badass music video on MTV for a long time. Do you ever see it? No. It was like the the anime one where the chick saw um, chick saw some guy kill her mom. And I think I stopped watching MTV videos in '94. Did you? <laughs> yeah. After Kurt died, it was kind of pretty much yeah. That, that was pretty much it for, for, <laughs> for my MTV watching. Well, like I said, you had a, you had a, a lot of shit going on in the music industry that time. You had once I feel like rock as a whole was kind of pushed. A little bit to the wayside because it well, made yeah. room, made room for the because that's when rap got big because when NWA and all the and like you know Public Enemy and all those guys were coming out mm-hmm. it, it was like a California and New York thing yeah. the South wasn't doing much you didn't see anything out of the Midwest hardly you know if at all well I can't quote that but I'm I'm fairly certain right except for the Jack White well I'm talking rap oh. Yeah, I'm talking rap. And, well, that's what I'm saying. I, rap kind of took over and pop artists kind of took over because that was, that was all the craze at that time. That's right. You know what I mean? You, like you had your Ludacris's coming out, your Jaw Rules, your 50 Cent, your Dr. Dre, you know, uh, all, these, all these guys. They all the, were all, all the guys I never listened to. All the guys I know. Well, I'll tell you one that I did listen to is Mob Deep. Me too. Well, Mob Deep. Mob Deep was good. Shut up. You don't even know who that is. I know who Mob Deep is. Oh, shit. Here we go. (laughs) I know who Mob Deep is. Uh, Now, Eminem. I loved Eminem when I was younger. 
Dude, the peanut ones or the regular ones? Yeah, well, all of them. I like the the peanut butter ones. Oh yeah, that's those good. are those are my jam. But no, you can't deny Eminem was no, badass. No, he, he was badass. Yeah, and he brought around. And I was forced to listen to him. I'm sure by my, some of my friends. Yeah, and he was he brought around a whole different stigma in a generation as well. He was one of the he was like the first predominantly successful white rapper that it ever, has ever come out. Yeah, and well, like I, what I'm getting at is along with what do you get the rap artists coming out and and strangling the scene the the single lady uh singers started coming out and strangling the scene you know what i mean like you're alicia keys you're Aaliyah, you're beyonce you're britney spears like yeah. all of these yeah, all the, the dixie pop- chicks poppers. the spice girls this was all their era, and that was huge. Yeah, because pop was rising. Even today, you can't get away from all of that right. bullshit. It was a, it was a. Stigma I'm sorry, but I can't, stuck. I can't get into it. I Mm-mm. can't, I, you know. Mm-mm. There's not one pop artist that I can honestly say, oh yeah, I do listen to that as my guilty pleasure. No, there's not one. Yeah, no. Not saying they didn't have talent, but it's just, it's. I, I feel like it's like a, like a strange wine. I feel like when I mentioned taste. a band that I. Uh, that I have been listening to since the mid '90s, mm-hmm. all the way up to current ter- current times, yeah. that we've never really mentioned yeah. before. I think and I know who you're going to say. It's going to be Queens of the Stone Age. Yes, fucking love them. I knew they, that. they they have the best sound to me. The desert rock sound, nothing beats it. Even the Caius days before Queens, I can dig it. I dig all that. The only thing I like about Queens of the Stone Age is they had Dave Grohl where he belongs, behind a fucking drum set. <laughs> and I just read an article that the new Queens of the Stone Age album is not going to have Dave Grohl on the drums as that they were, you know, people were speculating that they were, there was rumors going Dave, around. Dave's doing his own thing, Dave man. said, me and Josh, we go for coffee we, and, we, and we get waffles and we go for motorcycle rides and we do this all the time, but we're not playing music right now. Together. I wonder why. Eh, you know, I guess, you know, who's got time for it? He's got, he's, you know. Who's got time for that? He's got time. He's got the Foo Fighters over there. The Foo Fighters. Is the accent on Foo or Fighters? <laughs> exactly. Now introducing the Foo Fighters. <laughs> <laughs> now, we can hit the funk with their Chili Peppers. Yeah. Now, that's another band from the from that time era. Little Anthony Kiedis, little Flea. Yep. I mean, those guys uh, kept pumping the hits out. Up until one particular album, in my personal opinion, what? Stadium Arcadium. What? Stadium Arcadium was a great album. No, after that album. Oh, oh I'm yeah. Saying no, after no, no, that yeah, album. I, I, yeah, I totally can see that. Yeah, I, I love. They lost their mojo. What happened there? Mojo. Yeah. I think, I think Anthony Kiedis got clean. Is he what grew it a mustache and became a. <laughs> I hate it when artists get clean. It fucks their whole shit up. <laughs> I don't know what happened to him, but he became just a little, little more on the. It was almost like a boxer that got punched too much and he started getting scared to get punched. You know what I mean? I feel like Anthony Kiedis might have started getting afraid to go for it. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know what happened to him, but he definitely lost his uh, his, his edge. His edge. Would you say? For real. His edge. So what, what about the the bands? We got the, the bands, bands. Of the of that era. The the bands, the White Stripes, the Hives, the Kings of Leon, the Strokes, the Killers, the Vines, all the the bands. But you can't say that some of those bands aren't great. I mean, mm. Jack White to me, I mean, he wasn't that great with the White Stripes because I thought he was. Well, it was just it's very simple. You know, everything was yeah. was great. Sometimes the Kiss method is good. Keep it simple, stupid. It yeah. worked, it and did. I feel like he during that time period too. It's funny, and it's good that you mentioned the White Stripes because I feel like probably them and Arcade Fire were probably the only two actual rock bands, right? That weren't because the electric guitar kind of gave way to uh, like, and it started being substituted by song sequencing software. Well, I see, still had like a lot of. The old guys there, you know, you're talking about the new music that was I'm coming talking, out. I'm talking, yeah, the, yeah. the new, new yeah. that was coming out, out in like the 2000s. I mean, like right. I said, the electric guitar was being substituted. Well, by the Black Keys came on the scene too. And yeah. Those guys rock. Yeah. But like I said, man, like I feel like the White Stripes were really holding it down for real rock and roll. Because back then, Jack White was very chaotic. He was very spastic. 
Kind of like he is now, well, but he was, he was much less controlled. He was just trying to make a name for himself, you know. But And he did well. Have you ever listened to a band called Wilco? No. Mm. There's an album that Wilco put out back in uh, that time period called Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. And if you guys mm. ever have a chance to listen to that album, it's, a, it's, it's probably one of the hidden gems that you've, <laughs> ne- you've never heard. I'm, mm. I'm, I'm very serious. It's funny that you just spelled that name out phonetically. We'll check them out after this. I definitely want to hear them. Uh, but you spelled that out phonetically. It made me think of the Bloodhound Gang. Oh, my God. Which was a predominant <laughs> band during this time, too. It was. Foxtrot. Yeah. Uniform. Put yeah. Your, put your jinkos on and let's go listen to the Bloodhound Gang. Yeah, man. That was And that was another thing that was exploding in the media then, too, in the early 2000s was the Jackass, the Viva La Bam. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That kind yeah. of skater punk, skater yeah. rock. I don't yeah. know if that's what you would call it. Reality TV. Yeah. CKY was on the scene. They were good. I still love CKY. Yeah. Uh, CKY, like I said, all all those guys were in there. But, um, yeah, there was just a bunch of different shit happening. So many different. A bunch of different shit. Because, like you said, the guys that have been around for a little while, the, the veterans kind of went underground again they were still pumping out shit and they had hits and they were very famous with their crowd but it wasn't at the top of the media concern right at that it wasn't they weren't playing carson right you know what i mean three doors down was yeah three doors down was and yeah that's what i'm saying it was mm. it was hit or miss back then but nickelback you know puddle of mud yeah stained shit like three days grace yeah. papa roach right. seven dust mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, all, all that kind of shit yeah. was, was playing. And see, on the other side of the fence, too, there was all like the pop rock bands. Pop right. rock and emo. I guess that's where emo kind of got its uh, its name for and its uprising as well, right? Wouldn't you? Yeah, I think early 2000s. Yeah, My Chemical Romance. Yeah, My Chemical probably Romance. Probably the, the biggest one. Yeah, yeah, I would say. Gerard Way, he's a talented guy. Uh, and, and I feel like they were probably one of the more talented ones. Out of all of them, them and and Panic at the Disco. Yeah, yeah, because uh, you know, Brandon Urie, he's he's a pretty talented singer. Yeah, I would say, and and yeah. they came on the scene out of Las Vegas in two thousand and four, and even before them, you had Fallout Boy coming out of Illinois in two thousand and one, and then you had Red Jumpsuit Apparatus, which fits right in there with that early two thousands kind of emo pop rock scene, and they're from right here in Jacksonville, Florida. Right, and then you had bands like Simple Plan and Good Charlotte. Yep, they were coming out. Now, did you listen to any of those cats? I did not. Mm. No, I was too much into the Beastie Boys. Mm. I never liked the Beastie Boys. <laughs> you were insane, man. The Beastie Boys is oh, they're just so good. I mean, they're I so could good. brass monkey sometimes with the best of them. Uh, but but I don't know how much I loved them. Love the Beastie Boys. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm from the Northeast. That's what's, what's uh, everybody from there. That's, is that where they're from? Oh yeah, they're out of Philly, that's, New York. Yeah, that must be what it is then. So, but yeah, like uh, like Panic at the Disco, they came out, and that was a huge thing, man. Those guys were the new Led Zeppelin. Yeah, Fallout Boy was the new Sabbath, man. Like they were, Get they the were the gods at that time. They were, man. They were them because it was that poppy sound that was coinciding and trying to keep up. Because you you you, you got to know these record companies aren't idiots. Yeah, you know what I mean. They know what want what people want to hear on the radio. They know what people oh, want yeah. to hear. Oh yeah, Creed made such a big impression in my life. God damn it, sucking on a chili dog. <laughs> <laughs> I think I wet myself. Was this life for? No. Yeah, nope, nope. And it was funny too. I was like, I was telling Mark last week when we prepare for these episodes. I completely immerse myself into it. You know, I look at interviews and I read things and I, I document things. But I also pull up playlists in my in my car when I'm driving back and forth. I got a 45 minute drive to work, so I, I, I've been immersed in this early 2000s, late 90s uh, jam for the better half of a week now. And if I hear one more fucking Godsmack song, <laughs> I swear to God, bro, yes. I'm going to run into the fucking wall for full force. Me and my whiskey hangover. Yeah. Was yeah. that was that Godsmack? That was Godsmack. Oh. Yeah. I just keep thinking of the, the voodoo one. I'm not the one who's oh so God. far no. away when my girlfriend takes that dildo <laughs> in my face. Yeah. I'm like, God damn, dude. Oh. I remember when they were at Rockville a couple of years back. 
And a bunch of the people in our group was like, let's go see Godsmack. I'm like, I'd rather no. go suck water out of the porter potty <laughs> with my <laughs> <Yeah>. nostrils <laughs> than go see fucking Godsmack right now. <laughs> but but you also, uh, like another predominant genre in there was the number bands. Uh, Sum 41 yeah. came out in 96. They're out of Canada. Ajax Canada. You had SR71, which came out of Baltimore. And then you had Blink-182, which was out of California. I think the only one out of that that genre to make it real big was the was Blink, right? Would you agree? Didn't one of the member was is it is it one of those guys from Boston area? Oh, I don't know. I don't know where each one's from or anything, but I do know they were they were huge and back the, in there. The voice is in my head. Oh, the Enema of the State, baby. That was a huge <laughs> album. Yeah, yeah. Huge album. And I think I think that was that was kind of the fuck you to the pop uprising in the media was this skater rock because because back in those times like we just talked about like mm-hmm. Jackass Jackass was huge yeah uh, the the fucking CKY videos bum fights that underground series bum fights right. did you ever see that yeah oh yeah with Rufus the stunt yeah. bum and bling bling that came out and I think that was the the hey, I love punk rock's generation of go fuck yourself. We're going to play this. Fuck My Chemical Romance. Fuck all this pop bullshit. We're going to keep with the fast-paced power chords, the angry mentality, the yelling, the screaming, all of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because Blink, Blink was good. Their, their, their first album, Dude Ranch, that wasn't, a huge, that wasn't a huge hit. But when Enema of the State came out, when, you know, with What's My Age Again, all the small things, Adam's song, all that, that was... Yeah. That was Green Day's Dookie. Yeah. You know what I mean? For them. Yeah. For them. That was, I mean, For huge. Sure. Yeah. And then Travis Barker became an absolute idol. Tom DeLonge, everybody loved him. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I thought it was pretty incredible. They were, yeah, they were okay. I mm-hmm. mean, I was more listening during that time probably to like Muse, you know, stuff like that. I, I like I like uh, Bellamy a lot. I think he's got really good, really good songs. I'm happy you think that. Hey, teeth their own. You're one of twenty. Because I think that uh, Blink One Eighty Two is, for the most part, a chick band. But I would agree. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. They are. They're catchy. I'm not going to say they're catchy. not, but they're not. You know, they're not, not going to do it for me. Not going to do over it for there. me over here, over there. When over I can here. listen to some Nine Inch Nails, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Trent Reznor. <laughs> he's a he's a savant as well. There's also two other bands. That we well one in particular that we don't ever talk about that was really predominant in that time period. Corn. Yeah, corn yeah. was huge. I think I got in into, I got into them and when they were they came out with their original self titled album, mm-hmm. and then I kind of kind of just fell off that bandwagon. Yeah, well, for, a little for me. They didn't start. They didn't start refining themselves and start like you know refining themselves with singles and radio play until I'd say Life Is Peachy. Right. I think that came out in 96, 95 or 96. And then, obviously, the big one that made them was the following two albums, Follow the Leader, which dropped in 1998. They had Freak on a Leash and Got the Life on it. Yeah. Freak on a Leash was huge. Oh, yeah. Huge. Yeah. I know, I, I've listened to all the albums back in those days. It's, yeah. I just never like you know had it in my repeat playlist. Yeah. 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 And you also had Issues that came out falling away from me make me bad somebody someone trash let's get this party started mm. all great albums oh yeah all fantastic albums yeah, right yeah. Yeah, back and in- they, and they continued it too with like untouchable and and take a look in the mirror when i started following when i started falling off of corn was see you on the other side that was that uh that twisted transistor kind of coming undone those singles, you remember that song when that yeah. Twisted Transistor came out? I do. And that's when I saw him. I saw him actually on that opening tour of Twisted Transistor. I like uh, Coming Undone. That's a good song. Yeah, that's a good song. The Twisted Transistor, uh, that started, uh, I think that's the, after that album. That was another disappointing album that I bought. I was like, man. I don't think I've ever heard that one. Twisted Transistor? Yeah. Oh, they played it on the radio constantly. I, I'll it recognize out. it if I hear it. Yeah, we'll listen to it after this. And... uh Another band that we've talked about many times before that was got their fucking start in spin this do- time Spin period. Doctors. Don't even. Don't talk to me about <laughs> no... Gin Blossoms. Don't talk to me about no Two Princes right now. Don't talk to me about none of that shit. I'm talking about Slipknot, son. I'm talking about Slipknot. I'm talking about Corey Taylor and Sean Crahan and Joey Jordison and fucking Chris Fenn and Paul Gray and Jim Root and Sid Wilson. <gasps> 
I Calm yourself, Beavis. I know. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. 1999. That's when their self-titled album came out. Wait and Bleed, Spit It Out, and Sick. They were doing shit nobody else was doing. Were you one of the original maggots? I was. I still am an original <laughs> maggot. I am. And then uh, They came out in what year? Uh, well, their self-title came out in 99. What? That, that, that yeah. Was it that late? Yeah, that was their first... Uh, Why do se- I think that they, they were always like 92? No, Well, they were around, I think, since but 93. But their self-title didn't come out until 99? Yeah, Corey Taylor didn't didn't start singing on their albums until 99 wow. when their self-title came out. Wow. Because remember, I, I forget what that I, exactly what that album is called. We talked about it before in the Slipknot episode. It, uh, mate, kill, repeat. Yeah, feed, yeah. Mate, kill, repeat, or yeah. whatever. That was I with Crayhan singing. But and nobody listened to that. No, nah, really. They, yeah, everybody in Iowa listened to Probably, it. Probably everybody yeah. in Des Moines listened to it. I always thought that Corn and Slipknot were kind of around the same time. Period. Well, they were. I mean, they got big around the same time because Corn didn't start getting huge until ninety eight, ninety nine, and then Slipknot came out in ninety nine and got huge. You know, because Iowa they followed up uh, their self title with Iowa in two thousand one, and that had Left Behind and the Heretic Anthem and My Plague and People Equal Shit, all that. That that was a bombshell. Yeah, that was an insane album. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Um, but I think, uh, yeah, I think that's really it on the noteworthy albums. And I mean, I'm sure there's a bunch of people out there freaking out like, you forgot about fucking blah, yeah. whatever. What about know? the Pixies? Yeah. What, what about, about yeah. Flaming Lips? Yeah. What about Jet? You know, or Franz Ferdinand, Newfound Glory. <laughs> I am a Pixies fan, though. So. I like the Pixies, and I liked uh, Franz Ferdinand and Jet when they came out. I saw Franz and, Ferdinand a couple years ago. Did you? How were they? Pretty good. Were yeah. they? Yeah, they still had it. He Did they rocking out on the stage? Sides one of those little tiny stages, you know. He wasn't on the main stage or nothing. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we got we got pretty close for them. Cool. Well, I think that's that's about it. Let's. Uh, well, we didn't really specifically pick out an album to review this week. Mark, pull up, pull up uh, Kill Switch's new new album, Atonement. That's uh, that's one album that dropped almost exactly a week after Slipknot's new album. We are not your kind, which I'm still listening to because, God damn it, as we just talked about their self-titled album dropping in '99 and Iowa coming out in 2001, I haven't heard this side of Slipknot since Iowa. So if you guys haven't listened to their new album yet, please do yourself a favor, go listen to it. And so, what are we what are we looking at as far as singles? I listened to the entire Kill Switch. Their new album is called Atonement. I'm sorry, but I, I can't stop playing that Signal Fire song too. Yeah, it's just so. Freaking good. Yeah. You know? I loved all of what what are their other singles on there? It's uh it's not pulling up. It's not pulling up? No, for some reason it's not. Huh. But uh yeah, you have a Unleashed, uh Atonement. There we go. Uh Signal Fire. Signal Fire. Beautiful. It's uh pretty much limited to to to, to what I see. Well that's see good. Here. See and that goes back to the original point of metal holding it down. Yeah. In music history, metal is holding it and down. Killswitch definitely came out with something fresh. And I love seeing these older bands, man. I love seeing them coming out with fresh, good shit. See, now we're getting really close to Tool's release mm-hmm. in a few days. Their signal, signals, signal, signal fire. But their single that they released on iTunes, yeah. it's not doing it for me. Was it, is it's, it Fear Inoculum? It is, it is. First it, song on the album? It sounds something like they came out with 10 years ago. I, well, when, I, when I first turned it on, I was like, is this something I do I have the right album? What's going on here? And then I was like, wow, I guess they think that this, uh, this is their, this is their niche. This is their sound. Now. Yeah. But I don't know. They really, they're really going to have to impress me. I think, you yeah. know, with, with the album, it, perfect circle didn't make do it for, for me with their no, new album. That no. didn't do it. It's I wish Pussifer. I wish he would do more fest. with Pussifer. Snooze fest. That's what I wish. Pussifer is, is my favorite project of Maynard's. Pussifer is absolutely fantastic. But anyway, a uh, quick little recap. This is the era where CD sales dropped almost by a quarter in three years. This is the rise of pop music, the rise of rap stars, the kind of going underground of good rock music. Subjective. You may have a difference of opinion, which is fine. Uh, This is the transition between Video Killed the Radio Star and the Internet Killed the Record Industry. You know what's weird? Hmm. People who like country music love rap. Mm. You ever notice that correlation? I'm not going to go into that too much. I'm just in saying. In front of these fine folks. I'm not saying. I'm just saying it's a weird correlation is all. It is a weird correlation. Maybe they just like um, mindless music and they that you don't really have to re- think about. But they really don't like rock and roll. Mm. That's 
where they stop. Maybe they just don't like intricate music, stuff that takes up a lot I mean, of brain I mean, it teach their own, power. But it's just it's just weird how how that follows hand in hand mm, these, these days. But, but anyway, anywho, well, we're done, guys. So uh, as always, if you guys like the show and all that, please jump on whatever platform you are listening on drop us a review good bad the ugly uh go ahead and visit our facebook page at rock isn't dead it's just sleeping uh, i post a lot of different things and a this day in rock history every morning we also got our youtube channel up and running we will be uploading our first video tonight check so, it out guys check it out with that being said we will see you next week later toodles <laughs>